0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Two Men On. We have Mike Polidoro again with us for this episode of the show. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Scott. How are you, man? I am great. Johnny, are you there?
1: Yes, sir. Welcome again, Michael. Good to have you back. It's fantastic to be back. It's like I never left.
0: <laughs> We're going to be delving into a Q&A. Uh, uh in this episode of two men on uh, dedicating the whole show um, to to mike and the rock on rockets and uh, kind of just uh, getting to know him a little better and you know i, I kind of thought we'd we'd look at this um, kind of in the way uh if if, if you guys uh, recall the um, uh, extra innings uh, stories that uh, buck bradley has has conducted several times over the past, uh, in, in the past uh, with, with different managers um, Kind of these uh, get to know you kind of articles and I thought it'd be fun to uh, to maybe try one uh, for our podcast. so um, that's what we're going to do and um, Mike I'll start it off um, right away. Uh, something I want to touch on um, definitely when you took over the rockets um, you, you, you took a perennial contender, uh, and, and proceeded to, frankly, strip it down and, and sell the parts <laughs> within a matter of weeks. Uh, yeah. The Rockets have, you know, you, you definitely put together a nice collection of young pieces since then, but can you kind of explain what your general strategy was in, in totally revamping uh, that, that former squad? Sure, sure. With, with, with the club, what basically
2: happened is, is, is I think we spoke, uh, probably April 2nd or April 3rd. Like, it, it was the first week of the baseball season when, mm-hmm. uh, when, when I took over the, the former Berserkers. And I think it was two days later, I jumping on a plane to go to Cuba for a vacation. So I'm on a plane, I have my iPod, a baseball preview magazine, and this video orientation email that you sent me. I <laughs> was <probably> about <laughs> I'm in Cuba. I don't swim. I hate the sun. I hate the heat. So I'm basically in the shade for a week, just going over baseball preview magazines and going over this roster, trying to figure out what exactly I'm going to do with this team. And my thought was, uh, my uh, my thought was that I'm not sure if this team is going to be good enough to win a championship. And then even if if the team does win a championship, you know, if the team knows it's not really me winning a championship. It's, it, it's the team I took over winning a championship. And, you know, like for me, if, if I take over a team and they win just based on the parts I already had, that's not me winning anything. I would have kind of bragged to, brag to Scotty about my team beating his team because it really wasn't my team beating his team. So m- my thought at that point was, okay, uh, I'm going to try to raffle these guys one at a uh, time and, and hope to bring in enough pieces where the team is going to be really good Going forward, um, the the, um, the first guy I took was Matt Holliday. He's just a guy for whatever reason I've never liked him. I don't know why, but the great numbers. Uh, I just thought that park really made him look a lot better than he was, so I sold him off. And then I just went one by one and just sold guy after after guy after guy after guy. And and it got to the point where I think from the 28 guys on my major league roster that I started with, I think I'm now down to
0: six players from Medical from Journal Club. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I mean, are, are you happy with the results so far of your prior sale? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Like,
2: like, with these trades, you know, you're, you're always hoping to find that one sucker GM who's going to trade your crown butler for Kwame Brown. Like, <laughs> you're always looking for that guy.
1: Uh, but it's,
2: it's hard to find that guy. And in the BDL, as much as I love, it's impossible to find that guy. And if that guy existed, it probably would be me, to be quite honest. With you. <laughs> so so you know, my, my whole thought in the process was, going in, I didn't know very much about the NL. And I knew very little about teams' minor league system. I knew the J system, I knew the Red Sox little, I knew the Yankees little. But that was basically all I knew about it. So the thing I did is I went to baseball America. I got the top 100 prospects I looked at them I you know, I tried to go over as many different Sources of information on those guys As I could And my plan was just to get as many of those guys As I could And I think at the end of the season I think 22 of the top 100 prospects From 2008 are currently on my roster So my hope is going forward Unless Baseball America knows nothing I should be pretty good going
0: forward <laughs> What do you think Brent would have to say about that Johnny?
1: <laughs> Brent 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 seems to find his own fellas. Um <laughs> no, I, I Mike, never quite understood Brent.
0: Uh Mike I Mike, I don't I'm not sure if you if you happen to have known that little tidbit. Uh, uh Brent actually right. works right. for baseball America. Um Oh does he?
2: Well did I change my mind on baseball America? <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: not.
2: I'm just, good. Thanks for I didn't know he worked. A different source
1: to
0: get information. Oh. You would at least think we would maybe get a free handbook or something, right? <laughs>
2: think you think you
0: know. No, he, he's, he's not. not he's, he's, no, no, I, I know Brent well enough to 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 know that he's not going to surrender any free information. <laughs> no, 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 free intel. It's. you
1: has know. been a great manager in the league. I'm I'm very happy he's in uh, the North Division.
0: Yeah. Oh, Mike, can can you detail? Any trades whatsoever so far that yeah. that you have regretted pulling the trigger on after the fact? There's probably two of them, and to be quite honest with you, both
2: the trades I regret are both with with uh, with the cramps. So in theory, I should probably delete that guy's email because every time <laughs> I don't see total with them, you're gonna have a bad case. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the, the the first. Uh, well, the main one that really gets me is, is is after I traded Matt Holiday, I got back Jason Bay and Michael Young. I then turned around and traded Michael Young to somebody I can't remember who it was, the first rounder and some top prospect I can't remember who it was. I then turned around a little while later, at, at the point that I was convinced that Jason Bay wasn't going to get traded to a contender, I traded Jason Bay to the Cramps and I got back. Uh, Ross Weiler in a third round pick, and if I would have known Bay was going to Boston, I certainly would not have been trading Jason Bay. So uh, I think I think probably the one, the one really really big one that I'd love to have back. The, the other one's a small one. I, I traded a second rounder for Jason Bergman right before the deadline, and Bergman was pitching real well for, I uh, probably six or eight weeks right before the deadline. And the second I picked him up, he just turned into a complete bag of crap. And, and you know, he, he may wind up in their rotation, but he probably won't. Which, which, which to me it just me burning a second-round draft
1: record. Uh, I, I got, uh, I got the other side of that question for you here, Michael. Was, yeah. was, was there any one player you targeted, like a guy you just had to have?
2: Yeah, uh, probably a couple of them. Uh, the, the, the uh, well basically for a couple of months I was just reading up on a bunch of guys and, and the two guys that I couldn't I couldn't find any expert to say anything bad about Jeff Clement, the catcher in Seattle, or D. H. whatever he's gonna play this year. And I couldn't find anyone to say anything bad about Cameron Mapon. And Scotty did not wanna trade Cameron Mapon. Every time we talked about a player I'd mention his name and that would end the conversation. <laughs> and so we, we and so finally made a trade and I'm sure he's probably
0: not really
2: happy about no I'm not uh, <laughs> uh, having a basket and kids Isringhausen, so basically at the time you know, it was basically had have his minor league system
0: that that and, was that uh, was not um, a very good uh, that did, that did not work out for me no <laughs> yeah.
2: so he's uh, guy I really I really wanted to bring in Clinton was the other one that I really wanted to bring in um, that's probably that's only the two guys uh, like, like the two main young guys that
1: I really want to bring into the club. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, other, the other question I had regarding the fire sale is that it, it seems that you're just about done. It seems like you've moved just about every veteran on your roster. I know we we made a deal uh, the other day, the other week, uh, for Carlos Guillen. Um, and I, I think you were telling me at that time that once once that last guy was moved, you'd be done. So what what now would, would other GMs have to do to get in your ear about some of your pro players?
2: Yeah, well, my, my basic theory going into this season I'm not going to be a real good at the be in the season. I'm hoping to be decent by the end of the season, and then hopefully starting next season, I'm, I'm hoping not to be a laughing stock. Um, so my theory is to treat anyone over the age of 30. If I can get value for anyone over the age of 30, I would move them. The only guys left on my roster that are over 30 at this point are Cordero, who will be here for not much longer. He will be shipped right after draft day. And Scott Downs, who is just you know you know some guy. Like he's hardly anyone important on my team. Uh, besides that, I'm switch. I'm done trading, unless I would not that I ass, which doesn't happen very often. Or uh, come April or May, I, I have got probably a dozen pitchers who may or may not be. You know, may or may not be guys that are starting in the majors. Uh, the main ones, i got Eric Hurley, Jojo uh, Reyes Gio Gonzalez, Homer Bailey, Greg Reynolds, Troy Batten, that's So, which I think is seven guys, all of which who could be in the minors this year, all of which who could be in the rotation. If enough of those guys wind up in their rotations in the majors, and they're not bad, at that point I would probably begin taking offers uh, for Bedard, and, and, and I see what else I have. Because uh, if, if, if enough of them are up starting for their clubs, and they're not bad, I'm going to be in a real luxury position. I'm going to have 14 or 15 starting pitchers, and the vast majority of those guys are going to be under the age of
1: 26. Yeah, that is a that's a nice surplus to have.
0: Yeah. Well, to, to to move away from from the Rockets a little bit, and and, and to to kind of get to the uh, j- just to you, Mike, for a second. Um, can you describe what your earliest memory of the game of baseball is?
2: Hmm. Earliest memory? That's, that's a good question, Scotty. Um, being in Toronto, I think anyone who was born about the same time as in 174 has got the image of George Bell dropping to his knees in left field and catching the ball that won the heat in 1985. So uh, I'm pretty sure I've memories before that of the Jays. Like, I would have been 11. Uh, I had to watch a lot of games before that. But the, the one major memory when I was young would have been that one. Uh, well, the overall baseball memory, though, it would have been me playing Little League. I probably would have been 9 or 10 years old. And, you know, I'm in a family. When we grew up, we played soccer. My parents Italian. The only sport we played was soccer. I'm a horrible soccer player, just, just a horror show of a soccer player. So by the time I was 10, I'd convinced my father to have me play baseball. So It's game one of the season. I'm playing second base. and I was a pretty good little second baseman for a 10-year-old. And the first batter ups one up. And it felt like it was a mile high. Like when you turn everything, feels like it's a mile high. And me, like an idiot, I'm waving my arms, saying, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I look up, and the last second, sun gets in my eyes, and the ball bounces like five feet behind me. <laughs> and I pick it up, and look over my father just shaking like, so you can't believe soccer, but this was your game of expertise, this, and, and I'm laughing. I'm like, that's great. like that. Yeah, great. So uh, I guess that would be my two
0: earliest
2: baseball experiences.
0: That's great. Have you always been a Jays fan? I assume you have. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I remember being a kid and, you know, uh, I'm in the suburbs and, you know, you take two buses to go down to that at Dump Exhibition Stadium they used to play in. <laughs> and for two bucks, uh you would know, just it's in the ground basically it's a football stadium converted to baseball and the outfield seats wouldn't even look at the field. They're kinda of aiming outward So for two bucks you go, you know, out there and, and hope to get one of the more reasonable outfield seats, that's probably under what fifty games for the kid out there.
0: Sweet. If the Jays left Toronto Oh, which I almost
2: happened a little while ago.
0: <laughs> what, what U.S. team would you adopt and why? Oh, if the Phillies did not win last season,
2: I would have said the Phillies. I, I, I don't know why, but I always thought Philadelphia is just like, is the ultimate sports town. I'd love that fan base. The, Phillies, the Phillies are a bunch of lunatics. I'd love that fan base. So if they, if they weren't just coming out of a championship... Uh, I, w- I would pick them I couldn't now Just because people Just want a title But if they didn't Just want a title I would definitely Say the Phillies Um that I'd probably just Take some you know, you know Some well-managed Team that didn't Spend $200 million Out of the Twins Maybe probably Would be a good fit for me
1: You could always You uh, could always Just join the other 376 Cubs fans In the BDL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what, what's funny about you know what's funny about the Cubs, John, is for the longest time I thought the Cubs were like this, this great club to cheer for. And then what happened a few years ago is they got to be pretty good, and their fans just got incredibly annoying. Like they they were so much better than they like their fans were like these fun loving losers. And then when the team actually got be good enough, actually, better for the playoffs. This sounds just, you know, really annoying, as if this team had won a whack of championships or something. But yeah, you, know, you think, guys? I know you're not, you're not bad now, but you know, shouldn't the bragging happen after you win a few titles.
1: And you to, you know, I'm, uh, it got it, to a point where it's got a point where I'm not the White side I'm a Cubs man I, I gotta tell you, I feel the same way, but I, I have to admit, I, I'm partly a Red Sox fan a little bit, and um, I've heard the same argument. Uh, against those fans up there, because uh, you know everyone's rooting for the Sox until they won, and uh, now now people can't really stand them, same same as the Cubs. Um, but every day is a Philly day now in uh, in Philadelphia. Okay. We, I, I got to tell you, I don't know what to do. I've never seen this. I've never, I, I still can't believe it actually happened. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, and I.
2: Yeah anyone do uh, not in film feels ba- feels bad about the when I think most most sports fans I don't Scotty agrees with this, but I think <laughs> most, most sports fans were happy about about them winning their title last year. The thing with Boston is all their teams have got on this run of success when it's like, you well, know, I'm i already. Okay, the Patriots are good, the Celtics went from just just horrible to being being a champion like if there's one group of fans that have just annoyed the tar out of me last year was the Boston Celtics fans. Like these guys go from showing MVP to when Kobe's in the building to being, oh, we're, we're die fans. I oh, know you're a horrible fan base, actually. You know, you put this half-empty for Kobe two seasons ago to go. Oh
1: no, we're great fans. I oh, you're horrible fans actually. But. Amen. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, you had mentioned uh, previously. Uh, I think in our last podcast, actually, uh, that you're a stat guy. Um, my favorite stat is WHIP. I, I love WHIP. It's my favorite stat. And of course, there's been plenty of talk around the league about this alleged OPS stat. I don't know. I don't know if it exists or not. Um, what's your favorite stat?
2: I'm, I'm probably a batting average guy. Like, uh, no, sorry, sorry. Um, I'm base guy uh, as opposed to batting average guy. You know, uh, I think that walk is really, really underrated in the game. Um, it, it, what's funny about OBS is it, 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 I can't remember who it was that mentioned in the SmackDown thread. saying there's like a war on this thing recently. So a couple of months ago I went back to read up, I guess, I don't know, it was the 2007
0: winter meeting, Saturday when that whole thing blew up?
1: It, it well, you can, it, it, it was every winter, winter meeting.
0: It depends on how you define uh, blown up. up anyway. but, it, it would it, it has been it has been brought up if, if memory serves me correctly it's been brought up at every winter meeting we've had um, and of course by the, by the time that this this podcast airs we will have already talked about it again at um, our 2008 winter meeting which um, which began on the 8th of December um, okay. so yeah there's been there's been a lot lots of talk about it for several years uh, we have we have some guys who are strongly for it, and we have about, about a double that who are uh, strongly against it, really. Um, how about you guys? How about, well, you know, I, I, I don't really want to say that I'm a traditionalist in, in, in that way. I, I guess I, I have kind of leaned toward, um, you know, staying with batting average. Uh, for, for this long, just you know, I I don't know, I I don't I don't want to sound intelligent about OPS. That's 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 not how I want this to come off. But uh, you know, batting average is, just, is something that you can relate to across so many generations. And um, you know, and I, I and I know that has nothing to do with 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 fantasy with fantasy baseball. It really doesn't. And if you want my honest opinion, um, I I do believe that OPS is a more you know it's a more accurate measure uh, of of an offensive output it really is but i don't know i mean i, I can't tell you I, I can't tell you right now again like like i mentioned um by, by the time this this will have aired uh we will have already settled this issue uh, once again <laughs> for 2008 but i can honestly say right now and this is this is being recorded before the winter meeting begins um I, I i don't know which way i am going to vote at, at this point um there are pros and cons to to both frankly uh johnny uh, what are, what are your thoughts
1: there uh well if, if whips my favorite pitching stat i gotta say ops is my favorite hitting stat um i i don't think we need it as a scoring stat um i i knew craig was good at at, at finding talent and um winning in this league when when he brought that up because, I mean, for years that, that's that been my that's how I research guys. I say that you know they're going to be good in these five categories across the board if they're good in OPS. So um, you know, maybe not steals but uh, it, it tells me a lot in, in just determining what guys are going to help me in all the categories. So um, with that said, I'll ask you uh, another question here, Michael. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you've been wh- with us uh, for a full season, and um, heading into your second, what is your favorite thing about the BDL? Because uh, I mean, you got the league it's, uh, itself, uh, or simply its members, or is it the, the uh, fabulous black triangle on our sleeve? <laughs>
2: Whoa. Uh, I have to admit, it's a pretty fantastic triangle. Um, (laughs) Pretty fantastic. Uh, For for me, the the great thing about this league, this this was actually something Scotty mentioned when he he first emailed me um, back at the beginning of April. And and, and he basically mentioned that a bunch of these guys will talk on the forums, you know, nonstop about the league, which which is just a really cool thing. Like, uh, I believe there's, what, 16 of us in the league? Uh, I've got 16
0: of us. We have 16 teams and, and, and 17 managers. Um, of That's course,
1: right. 17 I, 17 I gotta give a shout out.
0: Yeah, the, the Killer Car Company are, are co-managed there by, by Johnny and Kristen.
1: So yeah. Uh, now my new and wife. It's a surprising move on his part
2: there to bring her up at this point for, for personal safety tonight. Uh, but <laughs> the, uh, the, best, the best thing about the league is we got probably 10 or 11 guys who are really, really active on the forum. And, you know, the great thing is just you know over the course of five or six months, I've got got to know a lot of the guys really well. I know not far too well at this point. I know I know way more information. And he knows way more information about me than I would have ever thought either of either of us would know at this point. I probably make trades with 13 or 14 of the 16 teams. I would imagine like it's just it's a really active league. The, the guys are always. And, In the vast majority of cases,
0: the guys are always around. It it just makes for a real fun league. Uh, To kind of add something to that, um, you know, I've I've kind of touted in in the past the the recruiting process that that, um, Brent and I have used to, you know, um, try to fill this league with with some quality guys. And, you know, we do try to do that, and we screen everybody and whatnot. But um, on the other hand, we're also very fortunate – to have the guys that we do, a lot of our core um, kind of old-time members, at least from the, from the first and second generations of, of our of our expansion, um, you know, they're guys when I brought them on board, I literally knew nothing about them. Johnny, you know, you're one of them. Um, Craig, you know, uh, John, um, you know, all these guys, uh, and, and it was a crapshoot. <laughs> I mean you know at the time that they that you know we brought them on board you know i had no idea if they were if they were deadbeats and just good talkers <laughs> or you know but it just as as fate would have it we we have um you know we, we have amassed a, a, a great collection of guys who are you know they're always there they're, they're dedicated for the you know for the most part and you know, it, it's great. We, we've been very fortunate to have the guys that we, that we do.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a deadbeat. <laughs> That's my goal. Oh nine, deadbeats. <laughs> oh nine. McCain, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh eight. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, just to have a little bit of fun here, here, Michael. Um, I want your prediction, and I want to know why. Who wins the title first, the Rockets or the Amish Brotherhood? Ooh, that's a tough one. How long are we intending for this league to go on? <laughs> uh, let's just let, let, let's say let, let's just say for uh, the sake of this question that the league is active through uh, 2035.
2: 20, perfect, I'm planning on winning my first bet on 2025.
0: Okay, so, so that's
2: a good thing. Uh, um, so, so I guess the question becomes now: uh, Are the Amish going to win one between now and 2025? Becomes
0: the question. I, I, get, uh, I get, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the way the way you can look at it, uh, you know, are are the Rockets in a better position to 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 win sooner, or are the Amish in a better position? I
2: Well, it's it's a good question. I think think we're built in much different ways, even though we're both rebuilding. I think the Amish have a better chance of being decent quickly. And I think I have a better chance of being good for a long time, but it's not going to happen as quickly as well for the Amish. I think the Amish have got three or four guys who are already really, really good, if not stars in the league. That's a good point. I don't think he has the depth of players that I have. So if, if, if I had to guess I think the Amish Makes the playoffs Before I do I think I win a title Before he does
0: Okay Good answer
2: Because I think There's a better chance Of me going On a long run Of being a playoff contender Than, than he does
1: Yeah I, I like the Amish I got mad respect For my uh, North Division rival Um Alright so You know A lot of us in the league This year joined uh, Fantasy Fantasy hockey Um we have a few Canadians. One more time. One more time, Michael. What's that? What did you say?
2: Oh no! No no no! no the fantasy the fantasy hockey league is not going well. <laughs> 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 not no, not not,
0: Canada, not, not 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 for Team Canada at least, no. No, like, God, we're
2: we we're, we're like we're we're way back of of the team in second. And you know I, I remember before the draft and, you know, I, I got an I get an email from Scotty basically asking me to explain the sports to him.
1: Like,
2: you yeah. I know he's gonna beat me in this league now. And for so the entire athlete, I'm gonna have to hear him yap about oh I know we more in two weeks that I look and I'm like, oh no. And, I, and then after the draft he emails me as so is my team any good? And I'm looking at him, I'm like, Yeah, that have a better than mine is <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, Terrible, and he's I like teams like that. Get him They're not. It's actually a pretty good club. I think he's going to be top two. And I'm like, this is horrible. Absolutely horrible.
1: Okay, okay. Well, here's my question on the hockey note. Being in Toronto, Maple Leafs or Maple Leaves?
2: Maple Leafs.
1: with an F Leafs.
2: Don't ask me why. It makes no no sense grammatically. Uh, but yeah, that's just how it is. He stinks, by the way. <laughs> terrible, terrible
1: player. <friend. laughs> I got one final question. Uh you're Canadian and um I'm wondering if if, if you might be able to give Joe Carter a message for me. Sure. Yeah,
2: what is
1: it, man? World fucking champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> um, uh it's been a raro, you know. We we like I'm a i am remember that for uh,
2: the wild thing. And, you know, it's, it's one of the we we felt really good. Like if I remember correctly, that was our, our, uh, uh, after the Atlanta victory. Uh, that would have been '93, I guess, against the Phillies. And <coughs> it's not that felt really good going back to back. But I, I remember looking at it and just we're watching poor Mitch Williams just get lit up like a Christmas tree. And you know? I, I, I just I felt badly for Phillies fans watching this guy just just stink up the field consistently. I mean, he's running him out there, and he's, he's just terrible. But yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my earliest memories as a child uh, of baseball, aside from Little League, watching Mitch Williams. That's bad. That, that's really bad. That, that's really bad. That, that was I, I'm sure you're still a baseball fan, to be quite honest with you. If
2: that's your
1: first yeah. memory, oh, I mean, yeah. that's hard. That's why this year is so sweet for us. So. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let them, let them know I said that. <laughs> All right, I will. I, will. I will. I'll put a lot to you when I you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, M- Michael, it was uh, ag- again. It was great to have you on uh, the show for a second time, and and we're glad you were willing to be uh, so uh, intimately honest with us here, and and, and we appreciate, it and we we hope to have
1: you back soon.
2: Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to be on whenever you guys want me.
1: Great. Yeah, it was good again getting to know you, uh, Michael.
2: All right, cool, man.
0: You have been listening to Two Men on, and we're out.